Welcome to part two interview with Dr. Apostle Donald Fozard Sr. on Black History Matters 365 weekly podcast. I'm a visionarian. Mm-hmm. So uh, what the visionarian do, he lays out the vision and the Bible said, write the vision and make it plain that those that read it may run with it. The average person will look at me and say, well, how can you do all this? Well, it's, it's no pressure to me because when it's your assignment, it's a pleasure. Mm. See? But when it, if it's not your assignment, uh, you will burn out. And most uh-huh. people burn out because what they do is not their assignment. But when, 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 when something is your assignment, you, you, you start the vision and you delegate authority to people who can do it. And you have to trust those people to it, to take care of it, of the assignment. I really love that. Speak more about that, what you would say to people that's trying to be entrepreneurs or pursue their dreams right now. What would you say to them in this day and time? Because there's a lot of people trying to be entrepreneurs, but you hit a lot of points there. <laughs> you, you need a lot of help. You need some good people in position. So what I do, uh, I hire good principals. I hire, if I need a PhD, I hire a PhD. If I need uh, someone to run the, uh, the daycare, which is very profitable for us, I hire a person to run the daycare. They report back to me. They take care of all the paperwork, and we keep everything spiffy. Mm-hmm. But I don't try to run it. My calling is to preach the gospel, mm-hmm. and, and, and I, I preach the gospel. So that, that's my calling. So when I found out that they were, going to, they were closing down all the churches and you couldn't have but 25 people in the church, I told my carpenter, I said, I want you to go outside. I want you to build me a stage outside in the parking lot. I've been preaching in the parking lot since March to this very day, every Sunday and on Wednesday night. So he built me a stage. I said, make it eight feet high, 16 feet wide and six feet deep. And he built the stage for me. And he increased it to 20 feet wide oh. and uh, eight feet high and six feet deep. So. Every Sunday, I'm, on, I'm up in the air so everybody can see me in the parking lot. And I'm preaching online, you know, live streaming. So live I'm preaching, streaming. I'm preaching all over the world from that parking lot. And what the devil meant for bad, God has turned it into good. Excellent. So mm-hmm. I, I haven't missed a Sunday preaching. And amazingly, and my, my wife reminded me of this, amazingly, it has not rained on a Sunday since March. It has not rained. In Durham, North Carolina. Wow. That's, that's God. That <laughs> is God's hand on that. It's getting, it's, getting, it's getting pretty hot out there, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, August is one of the hottest months. Your turnout, I'm sure, is very good with being yep. out. It's, it's okay. But I'm preaching to more people than, than, than in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. You're getting new people coming in. And That's right. That's right. The gospel. Awesome. And every, everything has been wonderful. That's great. And what I'm seeing and hearing from you, you don't stop. You know, you do when you're doing what you love, you don't stop. Even right. if something tried to stop you, like you see, said. Your passion. You have, mm-hmm. See, you, you talk about entrepreneurship. Your passion is your assignment. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and one of my passions right now uh, is to build a hotel, a four-story hotel for homeless women and homeless men. I will put uh, I put the men on the first two floors and put the women on the top floors because our church today is in the street, 
And if we can minister to the people in the street, Jesus said, when I was naked, you didn't close me. When mm -hmm. I was hungry, uh, you didn't feed me. Uh, when I was in jail, you didn't visit me. They say, Lord, when did we see you like this? He said, when you saw the least of these, you've done it unto me. What a lot of people have done, they just want the, uh, the, the cookie cutter Christian. But if you're going to get a disciple, you're going to make disciples, you got to go into the hedges and the highways. Now, the problem is, when you go into the hedges and the highways, where are you, how are you going to help them? Uh, with, with just a message? Or are you going to give them uh, uh, substance, you know, and not only a, a place to stay, some food to eat, put some clothes on their back? And then I see in the future is that you have to reform these people so they can get back in society. It comes with vocational schools, have a vocational school. If you notice there are not a lot of our people, people are homeless and people are going to and fro, some part of their own because of drugs and other stuff that they do. But they are human beings that can be helped if you give them a step up. Amen. The social programs are not going to help anybody. That's going to keep them. Government social programs are only going to keep people living from day to day. That's yeah, so the, 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 I think the church has a, has a part to play in that today. I would totally agree with you. And I was going to ask you about this. Do you think that the church right now at this day and time has an incredible opportunity to reach people more than they have ever reached? Would you agree with that? I agree. We have a food, uh, a food pantry at our church and we minister to maybe 129 families a month. Just, just that's just giving them food. They come every day, line up to get food. There's a lot of hurting people. Yes, that's uh, a lot. Of and black and white and Hispanic. It's, it's not just black. It's everybody. You got it's black everybody. people coming, white people coming, Hispanics coming to that food pantry. So we feed about 129 families a month. So I hear you saying the church's place is to to minister to the people, not just inside the four walls, but within our community. Reaching. There you go. Same way people. Jesus did. Same mm -hmm. way Jesus, Yeshua Messiah did. He ministered to their personal needs. This would shift really good into what I was going to talk about with you too, because I believe that the church has a position too in this whole racial injustice right now that's going on in our world. But I think right now the church is defying how they're going to help with that. Not necessarily... Well, you know, how do we help with that as a church, you know, as a body? First of all, first of all, we got to get rid of the fake news on the racial injustice. Now, people are acting like we are living in the 60s with Bo Connors and dogs being put on people. A lot of this racial stuff has been manufactured. It's politics. It's politics. It's a lot of been manufactured for politics. And I, and I tell any person, I say, show me any country in the whole world where a black man can go and be as successful as he can be in America. He can't even go to a black nation and be successful as he is in America. Now, America had some racial problems and we still do, but they have been dealt with and, and the 13th, the 14th and the 15th amendment that was passed right after slavery uh, gave us the right to vote, the right for citizenship. But when the, when the, um, Republicans left the South, and then the, the, then the Democrats got back in charge in the South. They come up with the black poll laws, and they come back with all the stuff, and they brought they didn't they didn't let the law be the law, because they, they were in power, 
and they didn't enforce the law. But then in 1960 and 64, you had the civil rights acts that were passed. That's why we had these things had to be passed. Mm -hmm. And all this stuff was happening. Uh, Martin Luther King made America face who they really were. He said, are you going to live this by these documents or not? But he made that great speech. We hold, you know, we hold these troops to be self-evidence that all yeah. men are created equal and they are endowed by the creator. So the race problem has been dealt with. But one thing you cannot change is the heart of a man. Right. It all boils back to the heart of the heart who are, are racist or white supremacists or different things like that. But yeah, white supremacists and black supremacists. We want to say white supremacy, but we also got black supremacists. Racism mm -hmm. comes from uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, the lust of the flesh. There are three. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Racism comes out of the pride, racial pride. One people want to have pride over their race. White folks did what they did. Uh, black folks have done what they did. That's why I know history. I say, okay, you all. Okay, Nebuchadnezzar was black. They had slaves. The Medes and the Persians were black. They had slaves. They ruled the world. Uh, for 4,000 years, they had slaves. They were black people had slaves. Egypt mm -hmm. was black. They had slaves. See, mm -hmm. there, there are 30 million slaves in the world today, right while we are speaking. That's right. Nations. Slavery is still alive today. It's still alive. In parts, yes. Mm -hmm. Now, this is really good because we at um, Black History uh, Matters and Black History Education 365 Education believe that Black history is American history. And so what I'm hearing from you and we're discussing today is that the Black history matters. It's all part of American history and that um, we need to realize that in order for us to move forward and uh, to be a better country, a better person, of course, to better person is to believe in God first, <laughs> That's right. but to move forward as a country, we need to know our history because it's a lot of people don't know what you're talking about right now. Absolutely. And so whoever wins the war writes the history. If the Indians yeah. had won, the history would have been different. Now, yes. uh, they wrote American history, but they wrote out the achievements of the black man. And that's mm -hmm. why I like what you mm -hmm. all are doing. You all are really showing the achievement of the black man. Most of your major inventions that help America were invented by black people. Yes, we are finding that out more and more every day as history is being unfolded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what that's our goal at um, BH365 Education because we believe in that. We believe it adds so much to American history. Folks, right. when right. good men say nothing, Wicked men rule. Mm, I like that. When good men say nothing, wicked men rule. It's time to have a louder voice. That's for sure. The good man to come forth. That's why I was saying that it's really important now. Again, I'm shift back to the church to have a voice in the midst of what's going on. And I think you're doing it. I think oh. that's why you're on here today because you are doing it even from the things that you have built because they're long-term and you can continue to educate people. You can continue to build entrepreneurs. You can continue to build successful people like the basketball players. You, you are building something today that can be very helpful in the future and can go on from generation to generation. Cause I think that's what it's about is education 
ed educating every generation on, you know, how to do better or to be more. Another one of my goals is to have a, a vocational school where mm -hmm. we teach all the seven trades to our young men. It's for young men. Because he is the head of the household as a man. And the man married a girl, he got to be able to take care of his family. So I want to teach him how to lay bricks, how to do carpentry, auto mechanics, mm -hmm. uh, uh, drafting, and all of that. And it's a vocational school where they actually stay on the campus. They actually stay on the campus. And the first four hours of the day, we do academics. The last three hours of the day, we do vocation. Mm -hmm. So when that boy graduates, at 18, he got two pathways. He can go to college and continue academic, or he can go into the field and become a very skilled person, uh, 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 air conditioned, heated in air, was uh, invented by black people. Heated in air was invented by black people. Uh, mm -hmm. He can go and uh, he can become a uh, work on small uh, appliances. Mm -hmm. He would leave there. Without, he can leave that school at 19 years old and have yeah. and be and have a five-figure salary, and in and, and and in another three or four years, he can have his own business. He can, he can be making six hundred thousand a six-figure salary. Mm -hmm. But when you're looking across America today, uh, who do you see rolling up and down the street? The Hispanics are laying the bricks. The Hispanics are putting up the sheetrock. The Hispanics, one just left my house working on the air conditioning units. We are not training our children to be entrepreneurs. We are training our children to work for other people. That's right. I love it. I love that. So that's a vision of yours. So when do you think you that's can- part end? of the vision. See, I, that's what, it's already in there. Mm -hmm. So small mm -hmm. scale is at the church right now. That's the both. Mm -hmm. That's the, uh, the, the, the uh, I-20 program. But I need I need about 20, 30 acres of land where I can build this vocational school, like an orphanage, a vocational school where I can bring these boys in who have fallen through the, tr through the cracks. Most of these young men, 75% of black homes are headed up by women because the men are out of place. And building that school will help so much. And, and even trying to pattern other schools like you do with churches, having more than one location would be awesome too. And this all the teachers in that school would be male teachers because these are basically home of fatherless boys. And mm -hmm. we'll have drill and mm -hmm. we'll, have, we'll play all the sports. But the key is the seven vocations, tailoring, uh, uh, culinary arts, uh, all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff will be in that school and we'll have dorm people they'll keep those children in that school and and i can take them uh uh from the uh from the eighth grade through the 12th grade yes and i love that because a lot of people just do you know k through eight or k through six but i love that you're doing k through 12 because i think that's yeah. really good to go through k through 12. very expensive costs a lot yeah, of money i know it yeah. does but, yeah, but that, that's why we need people to support it you know you see mm -hmm. i, I mean i was a skilled brick mason before I, I got saved but i couldn't hold on to nothing i was drinking beer and wine and you know all that kind of stuff but uh, i was a skilled brick i could make money I, I, any, any idiot that can get a job can make some money. Mm -hmm. Money, the easy thing in the world is to make some money. You gotta, you gotta make yourself marketable. But it all changed when I give my life to Christ. Now my focus has changed. Now my desires change. Right. Well, it all this, starts with a thought. 
Yes, I love it. I love this interview. This has been so great. You've given so great nuggets. So many great nuggets. I can't wait. Girl, you about to get me speaking in tongues. Yeah, I know. You're about to preach up in here, right? Yes, Lord. I love it. So I, I love that you've come and been with us today and given us some great things. And I love that I had an opportunity to let the audience know who you are and whose you are and what you're doing and continually doing. I love how you said your passion is your assignment. If That's right. People and, can and, take and, from and yours is too. Yeah. Be, you are successful by what you're doing because that's your passion. Yes, I love it. It becomes <laughs> exactly. your assignment. Exactly. You don't get tired of doing it. Mm -mm. Other folks say, Joanne, I don't see how in the world you can do this. But it's not your passion. You can't do it. I do this because it's my passion. It becomes my assignment. It becomes my destiny. Huh? Mm -hmm. Excellent. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> people, say, people say, how do you let your hair down? I need a vacation. I'm burning out. Well, it ain't, your, it ain't your passion. It ain't your assignment. That's why you burn out. Right, right, right. You burn out <laughs> because you're in the wrong calling. But once yeah. you know what your calling is, hey, it's the joy. Uh, you, you, you know, <laughs> my wife get on me about this. But a vacation bores me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it bores me. I mean, you know, it's a bore walking up and down the beach or doing something. What, 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 I'm wasting my life doing this. It sounds like your happiest time is when you're helping someone. I'm else. happier when I'm in my assignment. Yes. And yes. That's right. I love when I'm in my assignment. I'm called to preach the word in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke with all long suffering. Amen. You know, um, what you're saying. And just the passion assignment and being happy it reminds me of two quotes by you remind me of two quotes by booker t washington one is the happiest people are those who do the most for others the most miserable are those who do the least <laughs> i love that's that. right and then the <laughs> second one on your success booker t washington says i have learned that success is to be met is to be measured not so much by the position that one has reached in life as by the obstacles which he has had to overcome while trying to succeed i love that you you know booker t washington believed in vocation Yes, he did, and that's why I chose him for you. I always try to match up a, his, a history maker from the past with a history maker today. And there was two that reminded me of you was Madam C.J. Walker because of y'all beauty college, and then Booker T because of the vocation. I knew you had a heart in a in a yeah. passion for ministry and education and vocation. So. On that note, it has been great having you with me on Black History Matters 365. We've been talking to the Apostle Fozard in Durham, now North Carolina. It's been Amen. a pleasure, sir, to have you today. And I just want you to know, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And we've learned some great nuggets. I'm going to close with Amen. your quote. Your passion is your assignment. Yeah, yes, ma'am. And I want to say something before we close. Now has come salvation and strength mm -hmm. and the kingdom of our God mm -hmm. and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, the one that accused us before the Father day and night. But we overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony, and we mm -hmm. love not our lives even unto death. 
We are winners, totally. We can't lose as long as we stay with Yeshua the Messiah, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you, Joanne. Amen. You've been listening to Black History Matters 365 with the great Apostle Fozard. Thank you for listening today and join us next time. All glory to God.